Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 69. It's a green and gold edition. We're talking about the Socceroos, a crucial World Cup qualifying match against the UAE went down this week. We've also got a bit of, bit of Adelaide United chat, some of the ins, some, some of the outs, a bit to go down there. Uh, Tommy's on the other end of the line, a very tired, I'd say, after the 3 a.m. wake up this morning. Uh, we're recording late on a Wednesday night. The game was played this morning at some ungodly, stupid hour that shouldn't be allowed, really tapping into the night shift element of football. How you doing, man? I'm not sure what was more tiresome, the wake-up call or having to endure 90 minutes of Arnie Ball now with the prospect of 90 more. (laughs) Are you saying you wanted us to be knocked out? There was a period where they equalised and I thought, well, well, first of all, I was nightmarishly contemplating extra time and penalties. Just, oh, Jesus Christ. No, the sun's going to be up soon. Uh, But yeah, there was a moment there where I thought, "Eh, we've had a good run. Record breakers. Yeah. <laughs> Record breakers. We cannot sell it that way. I can't believe it's being sold that way in places. Um, <laughs> I did the other, I did the opposite. I had a very important day today, so I couldn't get up at 3 a.m. to witness the, the atrocities that went on. Um, I caught it post what I was doing today, came home this afternoon, whacked it on. All right, let's dig into this. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, we got through, I guess, but it's so bleak. It's so grim. It makes me wonder if... Uh, am I a bad person for not really caring <laughs> if we make it to the World Cup or not? This is a great question, man, because like when you compare it to what, what you saw in Wales, the first time they qualified in how many years, and the entire, you know, the entire stadium arm-in-arm singing the Welsh folk song from yesteryear, and you're like, oh, God, I'd love to feel that about this national team at some point. Yeah, but it's not there. It's not there. Um, I, I find it hard to be excited about the winning. I, I don't know if that makes me sound like a bad Australian, but it just... Uh, makes you sound I, kind of cynical. I am cynical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with... In this situation where, like, if we win, I have to enjoy Arnie winning. And it's reached the point with him where I just cannot stand the the whole setup at the top of Australian football and the jobs for bo- jobs for the boys approach that's going on that sees guys like him get in this job and keep it for so long. And then no matter how badly we play, he gets backed by his buddies in the media and the guys that used to be on Fox sports, but they're not anymore because they dropped football, whole other issue. Um, that's, yeah, that's how long he's just, been in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can't enjoy it. If, if we win, you know, I'll, I'll be happy for the guys, happy for the players, and obviously happy for Australia. He makes me despise it so much. And mm. that might be petty, but that's me. Cynical I don't think it's petty. petty. I don't, I'm, I'm cynical, definitely. I don't think it's petty because, like, the national team, they exist. And, you know, there's that presupposition, uh, or presupposition, I mean, that you have to support it no matter what. But if there's no, if there's nothing you identify with or there's other than it being the place where you're born. I think the national team have to give you something as well. It's not just, you know, a foregone conclusion. You're going to feel, <laughs> you know, aligned or any kind of national pride. I'll say, I'll say to you, you know, back in 2006, um, do you think because it was new and we hadn't qualified for 32 years and we're a little bit younger and it was, life was more exciting in general, 
Do you think that's why it was good or was it because it was better? I Yeah, I hate falling into that trap of thinking everything from the past was better just through automatic nostalgia and stuff, but is, there's no secret that those players were much better. Um, whether we played better football in the build-up to taking on... Um, who was it? Uruguay. Whether yeah. we played better football in the build-up to that, I'm not sure because we were going through a pretty shabby route into the World Cup where most of our good players didn't even play because it wasn't worth them coming out against some ocean island. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and then we got to the the big Uruguay game, all the hype and the build-up of not qualifying for years and the heartbreak of Montevideo, the previous one with Tony Vidmark crying on TV and stuff and oh my god the scenes but yeah it definitely was better football though it was better players we don't have the players now but that's not why I don't like it I don't like it because because <laughs> I hate Arnold I hate, <laughs> I hate Graham Arnold I have nothing else to add to that I just he's poison shocking man. it's it's we're just and it's so prevalent online now when the game's on and everyone's making the same comments. It's like the midfielders are scared of coming to get the ball. It's the same lateral possession passing and then long ball over the top wasted. It's lining up in a crucial game without a striker. <laughs> like, yeah, just, and it's, this... it showed in the first half just how boring it was and how little intent both sides had to score. Yeah, I think going through, I'm pretty like. I'm kind of surprised at the lineup, some of the aspects of this. I'm surprised Craig Goodwin got a start. Was he deserving of a start? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he was. Not really fussed either way there. Um, but um, Kai Rolls coming in, I think, was kind of forced, wasn't it? Trent ended up pulling out. And then I'm pretty su- surprised that William Bill didn't get any action and Jamie McLaren didn't come on until 18 minutes to go. And we had Leckie playing up front when I think the Matthew Leckie as a striker experiment for the Socceroos has – that ship sailed years ago. I can't yeah, believe it's yeah. still a thing we're trying to do. And when we had a guy like Jason Cummings over here, come dog, just sitting around in Gosford with the sauce bottles – and Jamie McLaren on the pine. What's going on? It makes you wonder if he was going to start Taggart in this formation anyway, because it it didn't really carve out. It just it didn't look like we were set up in any way to have a striker, because otherwise you would just do a straight swap with J Mac. And so when Arnold pre picking this squad or in justification of this squad, saying that I have different striking options, why don't he just come out and say I'm not going to play one? <laughs> Why do you have to keep lying to us about this stupid shit, man? Yeah. Uh, the other one, look, I think it was probably forced in the end, but um, Bailey Wright starting at centre-back over, I guess he didn't really have anyone else. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, there's no other options. If Sainsbury's down and uh, Harry Sultar's still out with that long-term injury, Dagonex dropped off, off a cliff. Um, he was Had slightly, yeah. We were struggling to get games at Red Star, and then ended up leaving to go. Which is somewhere in the Middle East, isn't he right now? That's you know. I'd be having a guess, yeah. Yeah, um, but his Iraq. his his form definitely just dropped off after a good year with Red Star a few years ago. Now, Bailey Wright, I, yeah, his well. defending for the for the goal <laughs> is there to be seen. 
yeah, exactly. And that played into uh, Daniel Atkinson at right back as well, who was run a dead set bath all evening. Uh, it wasn't even, this wasn't even like a full strength UAE squad um, who I found out stands for you are eliminated. So that, that was really, that was handy to know. <laughs> Just had to jibe one. We've got a big Middle Eastern audience. They're going to be upset. They'll be flooding not, our inboxes. Not sure I take a lot of pride in, taking a dig at the footballing powerhouse that is the United Arab Emirates <laughs> and their Brazilian winger who scored against us. He was quite good. That's the point I was making. He's a good is footballer. That, yeah, but that right-hand side with Bailey Wright and Atkinson combined was just, you know, it looked like they never played together and that could be part of the reason. But also another reason is they're both not very good. And I just, I wonder if this Atkinson... Uh, you know, ushering in as the new soccer is right back. Is that actually going to come to fruition? I don't know. I will give Arnie one pot, like not, you know, not praise or anything, but it is a good thing to pick Kai Rouse and it is a good thing. I thought he played okay. And like yep. in this situation, I'd much prefer to see him given a go than, you know, Alex Wilkinson. Or Absolutely. Just some yep. relic that's pulled out of a lower league in Europe somewhere. Absolutely, definitely. Um, I might just hit you with a couple of positives, bang, 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 and you decide where you want to go from that. Um, one of them was Kai Roll's inclusion. Good on him. Another was Craig, Craig Goodwin got minutes. I don't know if we need to really talk about what he actually did, but... <laughs> he, he missed one absolute sitter, yeah. unfortunately, at 1-1, where he could have been the hero, um, and that would have been great for him. Um, Martin Boyle, I think, is positive. He's always... A positive footballer just you need to use him properly we tend to just hope that we can smack the ball over the top for him to run onto and the other the other positive i guess is uh hustich banging in a banging in a goal a bit lucky with a deflection but we'll take lucky. It. he's he said that he reckons it was going in anyway without the deflection but it kind of looks straight at the goalkeeper so i don't know where he got that idea <laughs> whatever yeah it's well with that. what have you got Great technique. I I agree with Boyle. I thought he was our best on, and he, uh, like you said, it's his forward enterprise. It's his, uh, you know, not really ingenuity, but he is always trying to beat his defender. And he's always trying to be, you know, it's a more positive approach. Yeah, and it's something that you don't see anyone else in the field doing. So maybe that's why it stands out so much. He really came into the game when they brought J Mac on, and there was that. There was this beautiful little move a few minutes before the um, before the winner, where like J Mac and Fru Stitch and Boyer were all linking up, one touch, actually you know rotating triangles in and around the midfielders and the defenders. And it for 15 minutes in this game after the equaliser, we actually looked really good. And yep. I just it it pains me a little bit to think why can't we play with that kind of invention all the time and just less shackled, yeah, have a little bit of I don't know, just a little less fear. I think less is what it fear is. is the way to. Yeah, less fear, definitely. Um, there's probably a lot of guys feeling the pressure of, you know, expecting us to qualify for the World Cup, given we haven't missed one for a while. And I think that's definitely plays into, I, I don't know, I was going to say it plays into the way Arnie approaches the games, but we've he's, we've had a similar looking approach against all the crap teams we played in the first round of qualifying. Uh, but you know, we just had the quality of player to brush them aside in the end anyway. But we were still leaking so many chances and conceding a lot of the ball. And here we are again last night. We, you know, we we outshot them off target, on target for each. But they 
they had plenty more of the ball than us across the game as well. They did. I think on balance, by the end of it, you'd probably say, yeah, the Roos deserved it, but that was not without. Uh, it's, it's nightmares at times. And, yeah. You know, I don't want to be that tense at four in the morning. Uh, for me, Hrustich, uh, uh, I had <laughs> I had written down more rusty than Hrustich until J-Mac came on. He would just cut a little bit of a forlorn figure in the middle. They weren't using him properly. The formation wasn't set up for him to come deep and get the ball and create something just beyond halfway. And we were just bombing it over his head anyway. So we wasn't getting anything in that kind of momentum. It wasn't until we brought a striker on that he came into the game again. And yeah, he's, he's our guy now. He's like the new Tim Cahill in a sense that if we need a goal, if we need something, we look to him <laughs> like you're out match winner now, mate. Yeah, I guess so. And it's kind of, that's kind of worrying. <laughs> yeah, it is. I like, I like the guy. I think he's a decent player, but, um, not, I don't think prolific when I think Aiden Hustich. So no, um, no. we'll see how we he, go. But he would be good as the third best midfielder in a midfield of three. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Or I, th- I think he tends to play further forward again in like a front three for Frankfurt sometimes as well, drifting out onto the wing. But I've seen him play wide for Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How does this all make you feel about uh, next? Next Tuesday morning at the same stupid o'clock time, uh, a real night shift effort to get through yeah. to that one. Uh, Peru, what are you thinking? Are we both on night shift for that one? or We'll have to be. Yeah. Uh, Peru ranked 28th in the world, smacked us in the World Cup. I don't see us winning this at all. Surely they watched this game and thought, oh, it doesn't matter who wins out of this, we're, gonna, we're in the World Cup. They'd be booking flights by now. Get, get your <laughs> half-half shirts ready. Yeah, I I don't think we go through. I think we got knocked out. I think we deserve to be knocked out. Um, <laughs> okay, maybe that's petty. <laughs> no, I think we don't. We don't deserve to make the World Cup. I don't think. Like, I'm judging this off the whole qualifying performance and what I've seen in even in some of the games we've won. A you know a better side. Uh, I think we'll rip us apart and I guess I'll be proven right or wrong next week when we play Peru, maybe, um, because they are a much better side. And if we leak the chances we leak against a lot of these other sides in Asia, I think they'll put us to bed pretty swiftly. Um, if they're going to, if they're going to beat us, hopefully a couple of quick ones early so I can go back to bed. <laughs> that, <laughs> so we can wish for that is unless the uh, Aussie DNA, the Arnie's instilled in the boys comes through. <laughs> That's what we were relying on. A lot of talk about how good our mentality is. Uh, Anzac myth, mateship. <laughs> yeah. It's just all about scratching and clawing away until you get the result, guys. Don't worry about it. As though you know nobody, as though nobody in in any other country has a passion. Just nah. us. Nah. We're the most timid looking footballing nation in the world right now. And you think we have some kind of unique Aussie DNA that wins us games. Shut the fuck up. All right. That's what my fucking under six coach used to tell me. <laughs> We might leave it there with the Socceroos. I guess we'll come back next week to talk about the Peru game. But uh, for now, do you, are you done with the Socceroos? You got anything else you want to oh, add for that? I wish I was done with the Socceroos. One more. One more, guys. Yeah, one more game. Um, we'll jump across to 
some Adelaide United news, some of the ins and outs. We talked about a bunch of the departures last week, but one of them we were still waiting for confirmation as to where. We were pretty sure we knew where, and it has finally been confirmed that Cassini Yengi has gone to West Sydney Wanderers. And I guess, you know, if you can't make your own youth, may as well take someone else's, I guess. <laughs> They're too busy rejecting, you know, the likes of Volpato and... <laughs> They're like, no, nah, we don't need these guys. We've got a production factory. Down in Adelaide. We've got a farm system like in America where they have minor league teams in different states. And that's us. We're the minor league West Sydney. Yeah, we're their AAA side. Um, I just Who are why? better than them? But yeah, yeah, I just, we've said it before. We've said it a hundred times and I'm going to say it again. If you're going to go overseas, good move. If you're going to come up, get your chance through the youth and then into the first team and then leave for another A-League club. Uh, I just, I don't have any, I don't have a lot of time for you, you know? Mm-mm. I'm an Adelaide fan. This... I don't have to enjoy that you're going to go play for another team. No, no. But do you, do you understand someone wanting to move into state and experience something a little bit different in their working life? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. But as a football fan and a fan of Adelaide United, I don't have to enjoy that you know yeah that's you don't part have to of think being that a way. football fan you know i don't have to think that way I, what's our motto we always say on here lately <laughs> <laughs> it tended to be towards the end of the season it became you know fuck everyone that isn't us yeah if, you, if you're not adelaide we don't care so if you're not in our crew get off our territory man yeah i well football's different in that sense isn't it because it's 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 a community it's something that it's not like a regular job. It relies on us, essentially. <laughs> and if we're not happy with the fact and we want all of our youth products to stay with Adelaide United, well, then so be it. I don't care. Visit Sydney in the off-season. Yeah. Like, it's not that good anyway. You want a snapshot to the Harbour Bridge or get a selfie in front of the Opera House, you can do it in winter when the season isn't on. Even then, it's like an hour and a half drive from where he's going to be training and playing. So enjoy Parramatta. Terrible place, terrible city. Um, I think, like... Drive by? <laughs> terrible, just terrible. Um, yeah, I guess good luck to him. I kind of, I want him to do well and probably get that shot overseas. There's a few things I'd like to see him develop in his game. I still think he's a very selfish footballer. I think he's a very, uh, uh, shall we say, selfish, not just in terms of not wanting to pass the ball, but also in his diving and his antics sometimes, making it all about him. Um, I hope he can develop that and get better and get the shot overseas. I just, you know, in a country like this, though, if that happens, he plays well for Western Sydney, gets a move overseas. Um, the, the, the news will all be about how good West Sydney have done with him, won't it? <laughs> True. And, you know, the most irritating point of all of this is that West Sydney will get the transfer fee and we'll end up with nothing. And we're the ones that put the time and the effort in and yeah. broke him. And now, yeah, West Sydney, will re- they'll, they'll get all of it because it's probably what he left on a free. So awesome. Um, another note for you. Thanks, Yankee. This is a, a bit of devil's advocate. Is Yankee any good? Ooh. Well, not the kind of dev advocate I thought we were going to go here. When you look at, well, I just say this because, you know, uh, from an Adelaide perspective, we've able to, been able to watch him play a lot. We've seen how exciting he could be. When he runs at defenders, brilliant. 
obviously doesn't have the goals to his name yet, but I feel like he could get them. I was having a read through on some West Sydney pages and on their official page when they announced him. And the comments were similar to what we'd see in Adelaide when we announce a striker and we look at his numbers and go, oh, this many goals in this many games, why are we signing him? What's the point? And that's the kind of attitude that I'm seeing a lot from West Sydney fans at the moment. It, it caught me by surprise when he scored at High Marsh. Was it in the last game of the season? And that was his first High Marsh goal. And I was yeah. maybe in the league or something like that. And I thought, Jesus, man, really? Because in my mind, he's, he's He didn't prolific. score many goals for us. No. No. But in my mind, he's maybe it's because he scored big goals. Or every time he scored, he created an incident with a celebration and it just it sticks in your memory a little bit more. Yeah. Perhaps it's that. Yeah. He's, he's an athletic, robust... Again, another like uh, footballer that likes to get on the ball and advance into dangerous areas. And just by moving to West Sydney, his his value or his perception of his talent goes up. Yeah. But whether whether or not that'll translate, it's just it's a graveyard club at the moment. You know, yep. so many scores of players have gone there now and have been burnt out. And I just, if this is the season that West Sydney actually do get it together, then Yangi will score fifteen goals, be injury free. Yep. Definitely come back to Hindmarsh and put a couple past us <laughs> into a cauldron of booze. And let me tell you, we will boo the absolute shit out of him. Do you reckon? Or do, uh, yeah. I hope so. I'm come on. Milo Usnich got it. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al I mean, Toure got booed this year when he came on from MacArthur. Like, that's so Engie, true. Yeah. Engie's got no chance. No chance. Do you reckon anyone will square him up? Surely there's. I'm, I'm just in my mind I for some so. reason. I think Football. I think Popovich probably doesn't like him a lot, and I get the impression that that first challenge is going to be real tasty. If you, uh, yeah, the training battles maybe. Mm. Now he's got a chance to do it in a real game on the park. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Um, straight, straight easy elbow. I'm going to twist crunching it. one day. I'm going to twist what I said about Yengi the other way now because uh, I'm not really arguing one way or the other here. I'm just providing the providing the discourse right now. Um, oh. <laughs> just giving, I'm just giving some uh, information exchanging, all right? Um, you are a firebrand. I think another note, to argue the other way about his goal record, you look at Jamie McLaren's at that age um, and other footballers, especially in the A-League, not all that prolific either. So I think there's definitely a hope for Yangi. He is, like you said, athletic, robust, a very exciting player. When he runs at defenders, I think the goals are going to come and they'll come good. If... He gets stuck in the A-League and can't progress anywhere beyond that, which he may well do because he's what, what? How old is he now? Is he 22? 22 could, could or 23. Up. We could look it up. I just, I, he doesn't play I, for us, I, so I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's dead to me. Yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a goal, a prolific A-League goal scorer there if he can't progress beyond this league. So all the best. Um, the next departure, this one makes me quite sad rather than just annoyed. Um, Mickey Jakobsen leaves us at the age of 36, but has been a pretty solid servant of the club now for four years. Only the 95 games, which I think surprised us both. But I think generally just down to the amount of games that you play in an A-League season isn't humongous, plus the injuries at his, in his older age. Um, been with us for a bit, won a couple of cups, I think, and an all-round champion. Total warrior. I think maybe in that, because we played all of the cups, the FA, the FFA Cup and some final series, his game should, if you played every game, there would be up around 130, 140 or something like that. So he has missed a considerable part 
of those seasons with injury. Um, but only look back fondly on Yako. I can't really think there's been some games where he hasn't performed well. There's been some games where his disciplines let him down or whatever. But I can't think back to a game where I've thought, oh, this guy isn't good enough for this team or this guy isn't performing um, like with the same intent or passion yeah. as, a, as someone else should be or someone that we could bring in to replace him with. And even though he is 36, it kind of took me by surprise that we're not <laughs> renewing his contract. It took me a little bit by surprise as well. I th- yeah. I, I'm not sure how it went down or if, um, I don't know, <laughs> it's like he wanted more than a year and they were only going to give him a year or something like that. I don't know any of the ins and outs. I suspect they might have, uh, given how Adelaide United's progression has gone the last few years, they'll be looking at youth again or, you know, some other options, someone a little bit younger, uh, especially given the he did miss quite a few games this season as well, didn't he, through injuries. So. Mm-hmm. Perhaps looking beyond that, he's probably starting to wind down. But I think, yeah, brilliant. I was so thrilled when we signed him. I thought it was a really under-the-radar, massive signing to get. He was Melbourne City's captain, I think. He was their captain. And we managed to get him. And I don't. I feel like there wasn't much buzz made about it. But um, the job he did coming in and then the partnership with Elsie for a while was pretty good. I know people, people have their issues with Jordan Elsie, but to have an A-League partnership uh, like that, you know that's that's pretty solid. They're not going to go, they're not going to go bouncing off to the Premier League and break records. It's the A League, and they're great for it. Uh, so yeah, cheers, Yako. Yep, thank you, Yako. Um, you know we haven't had too many guys that have led the team, captain the teams to success. So <clears throat> he should go down. It won't be my favorite centre back partnership, but he will go down as one of my more favoured players for sure. Maybe my second favourite eleven or on the bench somewhere. Yeah, definitely. We'll make room for him in there. Um, let's look to some of our re-signings or signings, if you will. I want to start with one that was announced today. Harry Vandersaar. Not sure if you know much about this guy. I know that he's popularly referred to as um, the dude that pocketed Mbappe in a preseason friendly. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. Uh, look, 20... That's pretty good credentials, man. Yeah, I guess so. 22-year-old right back, Sydney FC, 45 matches. I'm not too excited about signing a guy who struggled to get games for a team that finished eighth this year. I mean, I guess he has been behind uh, Socceroo extraordinaire flying mullet Ryan Grant. True. Who Graham, Arnold, Ryan Grant Graham Arnold will be selecting him when he's 70. Um, he's been behind he's him. I reckon for a while there as well, wasn't oh was Retre ever playing right back for Sydney FC? I feel like he was on and off. Um, but yeah, Vandersaar comes in. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're taking a chance. Twenty-two years old, so there still could be a player there. I guess we, if we we're consistent in what we said about Yengi and his progression over the next five or six years, then no reason why Vandersaar can't. Uh, but I guess we just have to wait and see on this one. Oh, yeah. It's a long-term replacement idea for uh, Yavi, definitely. Um, I remember when he had his debut and he had an extended run in the team, uh, Van der Sarg, it was like maybe 10 games in a row or something for Sydney. I was pretty impressed. I thought they actually had... Okay. He, I remember he played really well against us at Hindmarsh one night where I think that we lost. Can't and confirm. I had a little... Yeah, well, this is just <laughs> one of those Thomas tales. It probably didn't happen. <laughs> but he, uh, in my mind, he's got potential and... 
the Sydney fans, a um, little bit indifferent to this. Some of them saying, oh, it's just us letting youth go as usual. Uh, a few of them saying, yeah, you know, he wasn't good enough for us. It's not too bad a, a loss. Yeah, it's just another one that remains to be seen. It could be, I don't know, I get the impression it might be like a Mark Moroni type signing, which would probably be really good for us in a way. Because even like a Ryan Kiddo type where maybe he doesn't light the world up as 21 to 25, but then actually develops into a really solid A-League footballer. Someone that you can keep on low money in a troublesome position for us. Uh, you know, I'm going to be optimistic about this one, I think. Yeah, I'm optimistic about it too. After when I initially read it this morning, I was like, mm, mm, and I think when I started this conversation with you on the pod a few moments ago, I was still feeling pretty sceptical, but I am going to be optimistic about it. There's no reason to, uh, you know, I just, it was the Sydney FC thing. I see Sydney FC. I just, I'm triggered beyond saving. All right. It, it, you know, their stupid bridge and their stupidly shaped opera house that sits on the water. Why? Pointless. Anyway, that's, that's some issues for me to deal with. <laughs> What are you going to do without this pod when we go on break? This is like this I'm just is gonna a therapy be, session. I'll be lying in bed with my partner. Just uh, should be trying to sleep, and I was like, "Don't you just think Sydney is the fucking worst? <laughs> Don't you just think Sydney sucks?" Scratching fuck Sydney into the headboard. Yeah, Redmayne got a gig with the Socceroos again somehow. How? All right. How about this one? Um, gee, <laughs> Zach Clough, Clough. Uh, we've been called out on our pronunciations of cloth. Apparently, it's cloth. Um, I'm not sure what you want to go with. I'm going to continue to say cloth because people don't like me saying it. Um, but Zach has re-signed for two years, is it, with Adelaide? Um, no, I'll just confirm that, no. but tell he has definitely re-signed. No, yep. you Reds, both, you, oh, no. Here we go. Zach Clough commits to Reds for two seasons. Official Adelaide United page. This was announced a few days ago. Not sure how you've missed it, to be honest, or you just refuse to believe it, but here Repressed it is. It. I didn't want to believe it. I just I can't believe <laughs> Of what? Of what, what that he's shown us previously? This is the way forward. Foreign spot taken up. We're not even really sure what his best position is. It's probably not in the middle of the park. We're yep. going to play him wide. We're going to play him as shadow striker. I mean, I, that's George Blackwood's position. We don't need you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there's a few ways to look at this one. There is obviously, I do, my initial visceral reaction is to be annoyed with it and say, this guy was absolute junk. <laughs> For, I'm not <laughs> sure he ever played a good game. I know he scored against Melbourne City in that semi final, but did he have a good game? Probably not still. No. Um, I think even then, I don't think he meant the goal either. Look, the upside, I guess, the benefit of the doubt I have to give him is um, get him a full preseason. I think there's also an element of trying to trust Carl a bit there. I don't think Carl has got many players wrong in the last few seasons. So I'm happy to go with him again, see how this one pans out. I think he's mostly got it right. Um, a couple of quotes from Zach, if you'd like. Um, Ugh, do it in the, the accent. Mo- from the, uh, what accent is he? Where's he from? Uh, Nottingham? 
Like where in England? Nottingham, you Where was he born? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not doing an accent. But anyway, <laughs> from, the, from the moment I arrived in Adelaide, I felt welcomed and at home with the squad and the city. The, the oh, project okay. we're building with Carl is very promising and something I'm excited to be a part of. So the standard things, you know, um, expect a footballer to say, you know, uh, the rest of the boys and I are all gutted to have missed out on making the grand final last season. I'm confident that disappointment will fuel our desire to go further next season, you know, saying all the right things, blah, 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 HR. Um, yep, media train. You know, I guess Carl has mm-hmm. made the decision. They want to keep him. So they think they've spotted a player in there and uh, and he can be of use. So I guess we'll go with it. Our use of international spots hasn't been great since the championship side anyway. I mean, you know, curious, yeah. Javi Lopez aside, um, so, you know, I'm happy for to see how this one goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to be optimistic, there's probably two things to it. Uh, there was a pod a few months ago where we did write off the rest of the season for him and just said, if yeah. he comes back and does a preseason, we'll probably see a different player. So I do agree with that. It has been fun sinking the boot in just because he has looked so lost. and <laughs> He has looked so bad, though. He, there was one game where he looked like um, like a Space Jam character he had his fucking footballing talent just sucked right out of him we would have been more useful was waiting for like legitimately waiting to get the ball and when he touched the ball he would become like 15 feet tall or something like (laughs) yeah exactly yeah no there was Um, games where he did look like he didn't know where to be standing or he didn't know where to run and then the ball (laughs) would come to him and he didn't know where anyone else was and i was like what's is this guy has this guy sucked us in it's a fraud (laughs) Oh, no. Um, but, you know, alternatively, if he is a genuine 10, then that does give us a genuine 10 option, which we haven't had in the Carl reign. And I would, I like the idea if the project is trying to develop another formation that isn't just two sixes or Goodwin at fullback, that would be awesome. Something, something that changes it up structurally that also gives us different outlets just in case, you know, the old, the old Izzy Wande reckon crew isn't quite doing the job. We can bring cloth on and get some creativity spark somehow. Yeah, definitely. Good call. You done with cloth? Yeah, well, I was, but looks like we've got two more years. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the last one we've got for tonight, obviously everyone's pretty thrilled with this. Massive impact after coming in halfway through the season. Hiroshi, Ibusuki. We're going to get two more years out of our pathetic meme our foo fighters meme yes we never have to make another one we'll never make another one we're just going to use the same one every time he scores i promise you that um yeah thrilled with this i guess i am i'm happy with this he actually came and did the job he didn't quite get the 10 goals i wanted but he got more than enough goals is a little bit of a fox in the box hold up play brilliant gives us an attacking outlet for the way that we play usually with long range balls or yeah, you know, we're not, we're not a possession midfield team. Let's be real. So he fits perfectly. And, you know, he seemed quite um, durable in a way that he was playing a lot of football and definitely was taking knocks and wasn't really missing too much. No training. Dropping into, so. dropping into the 10 role as well. At times. Yes. We yep. can develop that. That'd be interesting. Cause I like the idea of the rotating strikers of Blackwood and hero. I think that can cause damage next season. Yeah, maybe. I'm not still not so like on Blackwood, but uh, if we can get someone to help with someone to come in, we obviously need someone to replace Yengi now. 
to give that pace option up front instead yeah, of Ibasuki. Um, I think, yeah, didn't get quite the amount of goals we hastily predicted him to get. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we optimistic. do. That's especially you. That's especially your thing is uh, blowing the lid <laughs> off, isn't it? Going for I go it. hard early and then I go home disappointed. <laughs> so, but yeah, a great season. Uh, his also, I think one thing we've mentioned it a few times on here, but his leadership, uh, you'd, I'm not sure you'd notice it in away games and that, but when you're in the stadium watching off the ball, uh, you see really good leadership with him. He's always yelling at the players around him where to be, to cut off the passing lanes, to intercept, just to have the shape set up. And that's a huge difference to like, you know, having the year we had Tommy Urich up there who would only run if the ball was already at his feet. And then when he didn't have the ball, he was doing the Cristiano Ronaldo stand there and let the other team pass the ball around him. So, yeah. He looked he looked like he loathed his teammates, Tommy Urich. Loathed his situation. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great for Hero. Uh, he scored six goals this season, so we weren't too far away. That's a good return. Well, about we, halfway. About halfway. That's that's pretty much how we roll. <laughs> halfway, halfway well. Do you halfway reckon well. he will <laughs> so it's my grammar tonight? Do you reckon he'll score more goals than Yangi next season? Uh, I do. Awesome. All right. That's a good starting point. I'll I'm gonna go to Sportsbet and see if they'll do a market for that. You know, I'm not gonna be surprised if I you look, I give fuck all shits about Western Sydney, so I don't really know who they have already, but if they I don't know what they've got, but it wouldn't surprise me if they still try to just bring in some international striker to put up top and Yengi <laughs> yeah. doesn't play all that many games. So, you know. Yeah, guess the Altura treatment. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, I could see it all happening. By all, all reports, right. I've got Ninko coming in. So that'll be a big one if you trade Sydney for West Sydney. Blue for red. Oh, do we believe it? Nah, doesn't look likely. Um, I think we'll just confirm as well, since recording our last pod, we had mentioned it, but it's official announced by Adelaide United now that Yaya Dekouli and Mohamed Toure are off to Reims, off to France. So uh, good on them. Good luck, boys. See you later. Thanks and uh, so long. Doing it properly. Yeah. Make sure we never see you again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We don't (laughs) want you to come back to Adelaide until you're old because that means you will have had a great career overseas done your thing, and then come back. All right, go and do it. Um, we're talking now as if Yaya Dekuli and Moture are listening to our pod, listening to us. There you go. Do you have anything else you want to add tonight? Uh, no, not really. Uh, congrats, Dorigo. Scored a banger for the Oli Brews. Uh, yep. It'd be cool to see him play more minutes next season. And I just, I thought we can cap it off having a good old giggle at our old mate, Marcos Flores. Yeah, go he on. He did a... He did a podcast, I believe, with Adelaide United. Uh, what is it? The Legends it's part podcast. of their Legends podcast. It, it's probably not as good. I haven't listened to it. It's probably not as good as ours. No, <laughs> and we don't we don't talk to well. We don't call ourselves Legends, number one. So that's probably a, less, a little less narcissistic. Bit arrogant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you really, you know, you really got to turn up and deliver when you call yourself a legend. And I just can't make that promise. But with this case, <laughs> Flores has turned up. <laughs> And tried to banish history. He's tried to manipulate the past in a way that Big Brother would be proud. He yep. says, I'm not an enemy of Adelaide United. I'm just a person who was not lucky enough to come back. Yeah. A, uh, 
a quote to which I responded using our Facebook account. Um, Good use of the public tools. He, yeah, he wasn't lucky enough to come back to Adelaide United. He was lucky enough to have the freedom of choice, though, to choose our closest rivals. And what's our motto? <laughs> if you aren't us, fuck you. Yeah, fuck everyone that isn't us. And especially if it's Melbourne Victory. And he went to Melbourne Victory. And that's the thing. I'm sure there were other clubs wanting him. Um, but that's the choice he made after all the talk he did and all the chatter about loving Adelaide and the red's his only colour and blah, blah, blah. It was all a load of crap. And yeah. you know what? Marcos is... Uh, he does come across and does seem like a very... a nice, intelligent, pretty caring guy, you know? But I... Still going to have to give him shit for this one. You went to victory and so fuck you. <laughs> there comes a time where he, even on this podcast, was a great opportunity. He probably should have just owned it and been like, yeah, I made this decision. Um, you know, instead yeah. he doubles down and tries I think to that's, rewrite history. That's the thing that annoys people. Um, and then I think someone, uh, someone pulled out a quote that I saw from that pod as well, where he talked, he tried to play it down as well by saying how much he, he talked about how much he loved Adelaide, but also said how he, he never kissed the badge as though that's like a, a thing that gets him off the hook with going to Melbourne victories. I loved Adelaide, oh. but I didn't love it enough to kiss the badge, but I do love Adelaide. And so it was kind of, I don't know. It's, oh, it's yeah. clutching a bit. He, he got nervous. Clearly Jared Walsh is a, you know, he's a strong interviewer. <laughs> He'll make most strong men <laughs> wilt in the chair. Buckle at the knees. Speaking of strong men, though, John Cosmina takes out comment of the week. You were a great player for the club, Marcos. He commented on this article. And a good guy. But let's not rewrite history. You chose victory over United. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, King Cosy. The nail in it. King Cosy. Absolutely. The Arsenal superstar. John Cosmina. Australian legend, an actual certified legend, Marcos. Yeah, choked Kevin Musket. So what more do you want? He lived every boy's dream. He choked Kevin Musket and then you, Marcos, now we're going to talk as though Marcos is listening. Uh, You, Marcos, decided to go to play for that club. How dare you? If any of these players were listening, God, it wouldn't take long for them to be alienated by the stuff we say about them. We do love them, though. We show up every week. We love them. <laughs> All of them. Endlessly. That gives us a pass. Yeah. Gives, yeah. We, we, we just, we get emotional. That's all. Even you, Trap. We love you. Yeah. We, you know, we don't hate any of our players. We just think some of them aren't good. Um, is that probably a good spot to end? We got anything else to add? No. Just the... We're done. We've got one more. I can't believe it. Yeah. We've got, we'll come back next week. Uh, hopefully... Well, it, either way, we'll definitely have an episode 70 out next week. Um, and then we'll probably give ourselves the break we deserve. Uh, pat on we'll, the back. We'll, uh, yeah, I'm not sure anyone else is patting us on the back, but we'll pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> um, everyone else is probably thankful. Ah, oh, got an excuse to stop listening now. Um, <laughs> we'll do episode 70 next week. We'll talk about the Ruse v. Peru. Um, and if there's any Adelaide United news in between, now and then we'll definitely cover that as well, I guess. So um, keep well, folks. Go the ruse, but not you, Graham. Confirm Messi. Confirm Messi. Au revoir. <laughs>